Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! And welcome to the 323rd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my um, exhausted co-host. I don't even know how to put it, because it's been it's, we've been together for a while today. Shamu. Basket. <laughs> what a what a like a stark stark contrast. That's perfectly fine. Uh, <laughs> so we're here today to bring you the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that Shamu came up with in 1987. A uh, it's a uh, po- podcast about everything Pokemon, whether it be the video game, the trading card game, or something like Pokemon Rumble World. Um, we talk everything Pokemon wise and it's it's just great it's just great so as i like to start off every show though guys um welcome if you're new to the show and also welcome back if you're old to the show we appreciate you having you here today and as always i'd like to ask you guys how you been what's you been up to a long day it's been a long uh, day it's finally hitting me <laughs> is it because <laughs> I, I have to work at midnight that's like yeah, Shamu. Yeah, Shamu and I have been puckling all day today. We've been working on a bunch of different content. Uh, we're we're pushing our number uh, pushing our number seven right now. So <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a good time though. Anything else like going on in your life? Anything anything great? Perfect Pokemon wise? Not Pokemon wise, really. No. <laughs> anything not Pokemon wise going great? The Dungeons and Dragons. All oh, I've been man. doing. Uh, what, what kind of, uh, class are you playing? I am doing Ranger. Ranger, Ranger. Hodgepodge. That's all I... Ranger Hodgepodge? Yeah. Oh, man. Ranger Monk. Man. Oh, Ranger Monk? Are you, like, dual-classing Ranger Monk? It's gonna be a multi-class of three classes in the end. That sounds awful, actually, because then you never get, like... Ranger's the... really good. You don't need... You only really... For damage output, you need to get level 12, and after that, it's not really needed. But then you only have eight levels to, like, mess with, like, the, uh... The monk, and what else are you going to try to mix it with? 
there's a homebrew thing I'm working with. Oh, okay. um, so it's, like, it's not it's with a from Critical Role, Matt mm-hmm. Mercer. Okay. His name. Yeah. He made a Blood Hunter class, mm-hmm. and it's like it just looks interesting. And I was like, okay, I, I want to play around with that. Do some more buffs. Yeah, have absolutely. Some fun. That sounds fun. Yeah. Um. So, uh, how about you, Basket? What you been up to? Um, I have been up to fix my the subfloor of my house. Um, oh wow! <laughs> what happened? Um, basically, uh, the subfloor in the uh, bathroom is rotting, <laughs> so mm. I have to get that fixed. One of my buddies has been helping me uh, put a new roof on uh, the shed in the backyard. Okay. So, doing. <laughs> this sounds this sounds so adult. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> weird this sounds just it's so weird to think that like we can do that it's weird just thinking like oh man this is super adult right now yeah well you know like i got some really good tips for you and how to uh how to waterproof that roof there you know i want i once roofed a garage actually fun fact i i never want to do that again <laughs> like my dad's like a real do-it-yourselfer right so one summer when i was growing up as a kid uh my grandmother's garage needed a new roof on it and so my dad's just like, okay, so what we'll do is we'll go, you and I will go down there. I We bought the shingles and we'll go roof the garage. Well, he decided, like, it was during my summer vacation, obviously. So this is like July, like, which is like the worst month to be on a roof. Black roof, 90 degrees outside. And you're going to go out there and just like stay on it all day because you got to put these shingles on. But it builds character, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, man, that's super adult, though. <laughs> I got to fix the floor in my house and put a new roof on my shed. Anything Pokemon-wise going on? You still doing a Nuzlocke? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was doing it on uh, um, Pokemon Crystal, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? Oh, with the new one yeah. that just came out? There's actually some fun stuff you can do with that. Yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it, although I just wiped. Oh, no. I lost the Pokemon that was going to help me and was basically the only way that I was going to beat the gym, and it just... Mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention, oh, and man. so I had it sped up. So I clicked mm-hmm. A one too many times instead of pulling it out like I needed to. So then, yeah. So working like uh, with Crystal coming out, I actually went and looked into speedrunning Gen 2. Um, I, I think I might try it once. I might try to do it on stream once. Just try to speedrun it because it sounds like the speedrunning community, first of all, just sounds like something fun to get into. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a very similar experience, though. Like, don't die. Um, <laughs> like, you have to be very specific about, like, how many times you go to a Pokemon Center or, like, how many experience points you get here, how many, what attack you do here and stuff like that. So I'm definitely, like, considering trying out a speed run of, like, Pokemon Gold or something and see if I can get close to that world record. I think that'd be pretty intense because I think the world record right now is just just over three hours. It's like three hours and 20 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's doable. I think I could do it. We could we could see though, because you either like you either choose Totodile or Cyndaquil. Like you can use either one of those to just like blow through it. And so I'm I'm gonna I'm definitely considering it. I'm definitely considering it. Um yeah uh I think that's I think that covers everything. Other than that, like we've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of puckle stuff lately. A lot of I feel like I feel I, I don't know. Do either of you watch Philip DeFranco? No. Um, oh no. man. So he does like a bunch of new stuff on YouTube. And uh so he just like went he went private for the first time in like five years or something like that because he was owned by Discovery Channel for a little while. 
and then he bought back his company so he could like go solo. And so he opened up a Patreon, did all this other stuff. And then he pretty much just kept doing the same thing. He wasn't like expanding like he said he was planning to expand. And I kind of feel like that. I feel like I'm always here like, yeah, we're working on some really cool stuff for Puckle. And then like nothing happens. Um, but we are. I promise. <laughs> I promise. We played some PTU today. It's been a blast. Um, all right. So I guess we'll we'll cut it there and we'll kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in. And welcome to the news. So in the news, we actually got a few things, very, very small things. Um, so first, uh, there's a couple of Pokemon Go things to talk about today. First being uh, Pokemon Go Day, the community day that they decided to do every month, is actually going to come back in February because they thought it was a good success in uh, January. And so this this upcoming February 24th, they are going to be going ahead and doing Dratini. It's supposed to have an exclusive exclusive move, but they haven't decided what it is yet or told us. They might have decided, but not told us. And so that means Dratini are going to be super common on February 24th from, I believe, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific time. So if you're living on the uh, East Coast, that is going to be um, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time. I wonder, I wonder if it's going to be a uh, um, a legacy move or if it's going to be a brand new move. I'm wondering if it's extreme speed, personally. It doesn't matter anyway, because when you evolve it, it won't carry it with it. Yeah. So that's that's the poopy part. But the thing is, something for somebody like me, like, I only have 50 Dratini candies. I've never gotten a Dragonite. Because I'm, I'm more of a casual player than, like, a hardcore player or anything, so I haven't been hunting them constantly, right? Uh-huh. And so, like, I, I'm happy about this because I'll finally get a Dragonite. Like, after two years of playing Pokemon Go, I'll go get a Dragonite. <laughs> That's what that's what I'm most hyped about. Uh, they're also doing a few other things. So last time they did double experience during the event. This time they're doing three times Stardust, which actually I'm okay with because Stardust is probably my most like limited resource in Pokemon Go right now. Yeah. I'm so close to being able to solo a couple of three-star raids, and I need that extra CP for it. Also, just like last time, all the lure modules will last three hours if you use them during that time frame. So that's really cool. I think there was an increased rate for the Pokemon for Community Day to be spawned because of the lures as well. So definitely think about that. That So Community Day last time was, was fantastic. And I'm all for Pokemon com- Go Community Day happening once again. So definitely, definitely good news. So I work at this place. It's a, um, right now it's only in Washington, but it's a sushi restaurant. Mm-hmm. We have so many people that go there and just eat buffet and just Pokemon Go for like hours. They'll be like sitting there on the stools. And the day when the, uh, what was it called again? The, the Pokemon Go event? Yeah, the community day. I was working that day, which is one of the reasons why um, uh. I didn't really get to. Uh, yeah. There were so many people there just like sitting there and everybody, it was funny because everybody was trying to hide it, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody was playing it. So, so it was pretty funny. I was like the only one that knew everybody there was playing it just because of the fact that I was serving everyone. <laughs> I'd like sneak up on them and then they'd like, not on purpose, but I'd come up behind them and I'd be like, hey, so can I get you any appetizers or anything like that? And they'd like put their phone down real quick and be like, <laughs> around and be like, 
uh, yeah, you know, blah, 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 and then do that and then leave and flip their phone right back up and go back to it. <laughs> That's so hilarious. Like I, I should come to your restaurant. Um, so yeah, no, I, it was, it was a blast. Like I'm a big fan and I'm looking forward to February 24th. I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm stocking up on stuff already, like pineapple berries and everything. Cause I'm going to go get myself like 300 Dratini candy. That's my plan. 300 Dratini candy. Here I come. All right. Uh, the other, so there's more Pokemon Go news. I'm just going to stack this all together for you guys today. Um, so Pokemon Go released more Gen 3 Pokemon. They've done this really, they've done the Gen 3 release way better, I think, in my opinion, than the Gen 2 release. Because they're just doing like this slow burn of like, hey, here's 20 new Pokemon like every three weeks or something like that. And it's just been really great. So we got stuff like Trap Inch now, Aaron, Cacnea, pretty much everything you'd find in the desert. And from my understanding, Solrock and Lunatone are regionals. Um, I'm not sure, though. I, I mean, I'm not like all up on the Pokemon Go news, but from my understanding, they are, they are of course. Um, uh, might be on Serebii. I can look into yeah, it real quick. If you quick. can look into it real quick, that'd be fantastic. I believe, I believe um, they're, they are regionals. Though what I've heard is they're regionals, but the regionals in that they're only in those places at different times or something like that. Like... I don't know. I thought what they did with... Uh, did you see what they did with Zangoose and Zaviper lately, Basket? No. So Zangoose, um, up until like the end of December, was a regional in North America and whatever regions... Uh, what other regions? Oh, that's right. And then they switched them. It's crazy. I don't know why it happened. Okay. This is more than that. There's... um, I found the regions. Okay. What are the regionals? Let's see. It's, um, Plusle and... Mo- or Plusle, Zaviper... Yeah, those both are North America, South America, Africa, mm-hmm. Minan, and then goes to Europe, Asia, Oceania. Mm-hmm. Torkoal is India, Southeast Asia. Really? I didn't know about Torkoal. Relicanth are New Zealand and nearby islands. And then Nunatorn and Solrock are just time-based. And they're, okay, they're just time-based. So like you can get one at night and one during the day. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. And so I guess they would be pseudo-regionals in that sense because like yeah. it's different. Like Asia's time and U.S. time are completely different. So... That works out for me. That makes sense. Okay, I get it. But yeah, they, like this update's pretty cool. It gave you some new stuff and some good stuff out of it too because I think like Wismer was in this update and uh, Wismer has turned into like a new kind of like Pidgey, which is really cool. Oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, it's like 12 candies to like get to Loud rather than 50 to get to Exploud, you know? So like it, it's another Pokemon to farm, which is kind of nice. It's a nice change of face to like catch Wismer instead of Pidgey to like fodder and uh, evolve and stuff like that. So they're also doing an event right now, actually, from the 24th of January, which is already passed by now. I think today's the 29th when the show comes out. Yeah. And, well, yeah, yeah. And it goes until February 1st, where every egg you get in between those days uh, are guaranteed to be a Generation 3 Pokemon, which is actually really good if you're trying to get, like, a lot of the 10K Pokemon. Oh, that's nice. Because there's only, like, four 10K Pokemon from Gen 3. I think it's, like, Feebas, Ralts, um, maybe Slackoth, and something else. And do you know, do you know if they have to be hatched between that point? No, they don't um, have to be hatched. The, no, egg, the egg just needs to be obtained between that point. Because whatever Pokemon then the egg is generated when you get it. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't have to like, it doesn't change while you have it. Yeah. So like I had some eggs from before then and I hatched those and like I got a Larvitar out of it and stuff like that. But if you get the egg from between those dates, the egg will be guaranteed to be Gen 3. And so right now they're actually running a uh, um, a promotion in their store for the super incubators. You can buy those for 200 coins a piece, which are really nice because they knock you down by like a third of the distance you need. It's really, That's really cool. nice. Yeah. 
So other news, though, that's not Pokemon Go, but that was just as exciting. I think that news was really exciting for Pokemon Go is if you have Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime also does like these channels for you if you have them. And one of them is a Pokemon channel and they have a lot of Pokemon stuff on it, actually. They have uh, series two to five, which is, I believe, if they're going by like the seasons that they put on like Netflix and stuff like that, that's like where Netflix drops off and this picks up where Netflix drops off and it goes all the way until the end of Johto. And then 10 through 16, which I believe is almost the entirety of black and white or not black and white, diamond and pearl and like some of black and white. So if you're into the Pokemon anime or you want to watch it and not buy it on DVD, these are, this is a way to do it. They actually were really bad about releasing a lot of the stuff on DVD. Like they've been slowly like releasing a lot of the older seasons as like a season box set. I think they're only up to like season six or seven right now. So I, I, I know this because I collect them. I'm a horrible person. Um, so that's really cool if you want to watch Pokemon. In other news, if you want to go ahead and download Pokemon Crystal, which we're going to be talking about today, you can go do so at the eShop. Woo! You can finally buy Pokemon Crystal from the uh, Nintendo eShop, and this one actually comes with some extra doohickeys in it. This is the first Pokemon game they've actually edited for the Virtual Console. I, I don't know if you b- both know this or not. I assume Shamu does, but... I haven't looked into Crystal at all, so... Really? Okay. I did, I did not know that. What did they change? So they so when you beat the Elite Four now, after you beat Lance, um, you can... Spoilers, by the way, uh, for a 20-year-old game. Um, <laughs> if you So after you beat Lance, you can go to the Goldenrod department store, and they'll give you the GS ball. Oh. And you can use that GS ball to trigger the Celebi event. Oh, so they did include this. Yeah, okay. they included the Celebi event for everyone. We didn't get it here in North America. They got it in Japan because the way you got in Japan was like early precursor. Well, it was early precursor to what we do now with the 3DS, right? We hook up to the internet and we do it. And they hooked up to their cell phones and downloaded it from their cell phones. So it's uh, it's very interesting. I, I'm very excited for that. I don't know if I know, knew that or not, to be honest. Now I'm thinking about like, yeah. I don't know if they... I can't remember, but it's good to know that's confirmed. It is confirmed. Yeah, no, this was something they announced. This is like the reason to buy it. That, uh, honestly, that. And like, there's some other cool things about Crystal, but we'll talk more about it later today during the topic. I have some things I wanted to, I want to hit upon there. So uh, if you are like me and Whimsicott, you will be excited to know that there are new 3DS themes. I don't think Whimsicott knows this, actually. Um, so one of them, they're both from Black and White 2 and Black and White. Because one of them has like N and Getus on it, and if we tell her there's an N 3DS theme, she's gonna lose it. Um, <laughs> and like, uh, I I need to tell her this now. Um, and so there's also a black and white two one where you can get Colorus in it and some and like the new Team Plasma stuff. They just keep doing this. They keep dropping like these random 3DS themes, and mm-hmm. honestly, I love it. I hope they I hope they take the theme concept and they move it to Switch. I really do, because it's just fantastic. I will I will spend two. I will spend two dollars all the time on these things because like Pokemon, Pokemon themes for my 3DS have spent so much money. Uh, <laughs> I spent so much money on this. All right. And I think that's just about it. Um, nothing, nothing too big that's going to affect your life outside of these things. Uh, in terms of Puckle, you, if you wanted to sign up for the UUTC, too bad. The signups are over. Week one uh, tournament uh, should be posted today at some point. So look for your opponent and try to battle them. Good luck in high scores. Um, I think that is, uh, I think that's it. I don't think there's any other Puckle news right now um, at the moment. So 
definitely check out the Discord if you haven't already. And we are going to kick it on over, guys, to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckles Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. They operate as a team together to answer five questions provided by the community and from other co-hosts, and they compete at, to, with against the other co-hosts. So whoever gets to 30 points first is the winner of whatever I decide the prize is when we hit 30 points. And as always, we will have five questions. One of them will be worth a bonus. Po- we'll have a bonus point included. And you will also have a hint that you can use throughout any of the questions, though you can always cash that hint in at the end of the trivia segment to get yourself um, an additional point. So if you guys are ready, we are uh, we'll we'll get it. We'll get it going. Are you guys good? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So we will start things off with question number one. What is the only way to obtain a legitimate shiny Celebi? Isn't there a Japanese event? I don't know. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, there, was al- there was also an event for the U.S. No. Um, there's, um, I think now currently the only way to uh, get a shiny Celebi is through Gen 2, because depending on what the IVs are, makes it shiny, I believe, because Gen 2, I don't think it'd be the shiny lock in Generation 2. Mm. Is it? Because I can't remember if shiny locking. The shiny lock stuff goes all the way back to Gen two or not? No, because there was no event for shiny Celebi because before it's been shiny lock this entire time, so it has to be crystal now. Because now they have the GS ball event we just talked about, and you just kind of gave that to us. Is that your final answer? Yeah, Celebi Generation two with the event so it's crystal. Yeah, I agree because um, I I have no idea. The only thing I can think of that makes sense. That is correct. Uh, the only way to obtain Shiny Celebi is what just came out on Friday, and that is to use the Crystal version, beat Lance, and use the GS Ball event, because Celebi has been Shiny Lock this entire time. Isn't that nuts to think about, by the way? That's just crazy. Yeah. That's, that just blows my mind. That like Shiny Celebi... Because you can't transfer from Generation 2 to 3. Yeah. I, it just that's blows really, my yeah. mind. It blows my mind that it's just impossible to do. So that's a point for you guys. So you guys are looking pretty good. So this next question comes to us from British Gent. So British Gent wants to know from you guys um, because we're we're theming the we're theming the uh, trivia today around Gen two because of the Crystal release. If you haven't picked up on that yet, so our our next question is going to be about Generation two. So when you catch a Pokemon, but select to give it a nickname by mistake, you can typically just retype the Pokemon's name out and it'll be fine. Everything's fine, right? But in Generation mm. 2, this wasn't possible with one Pokemon in particular. Which one in was one? it? You wouldn't be able to type this Pokemon's name in as its nickname. Oh, um... It's a Generation 2 Pokemon, not a Pokemon found in Generation 2? It is a Generation 2 Pokemon, yes. And in gener- and in Generation 2. Like, in the, in ca- the capability to write this Pokemon's name was impossible in Generation 2 as well. Yeah, I just, want make, I just want to make sure it was a Johto Pokemon, not like a Kanto Pokemon in Johto. That's mm-hmm. what I want to make sure. Yeah, this, yes. What Johto Pokemon has the longest name? That's what we need to find out. Because mm. that's the thing, because the you naming also have limit a hint. was... 
Um, Ursarangs is like eight, right? Ursaring, yeah. Um, what's Dunsparce? Dunsparce is like t- nine or ten, right? Because it's like D U N S C. The year no. It's it's nine, I think. So it's, so it's like a nine nine ish. So Tyranitar is also nine, so it has to be more than nine. Because if Dunsparce is nine, Tyranitar is nine. That's so gonna be something up there. Um, no. I'm gonna need an answer soon. You also have the hint. Ac- is there, a- hmm. Is it for alligator? No, no. Um, wonder what? I don't know if there's a hyphen. Cause that would make ho o not possible. I don't know anything else because Dunsparce I think is not enough. I- mm, what do you think? Um. <clears throat> Hmm. Cause I can't remember hyphens. Cause there's, wait, was Porygon two available, or Z or whatever? Z was not available. No, two okay. was. Sorry. Do you remember if there if there were numbers? Yeah, there were numbers. I'm pretty sure. Um. Or, yeah, yeah. There's symbols, numbers, and stuff. yeah, there were numbers okay. at least. I'm gonna need an answer. You want to go for the hint or try and? Uh... I'm gonna need. Yeah, I need an answer. I really need a hint on a bonus. Okay. Um, I need the hint. Where did your port got to? Is that your final answer? I'm just going to say yes, because I don't know. So I'm just going to say Porygon 2. Is that your final answer? It is for me. Uh, yeah. That is correct. Because yes. numbers did not exist did in the palette yeah. in Generation 2 for the nickname option. So that is correct. That's two points for you guys today. So our next question, that's the bonus question. It comes from Professor Snag. Um, This is the bonus point in it. So this one asks you about uh, evolution lines and version exclusivity. So in in Crystal version, there are three Generation 2 evolution lines that are unavailable in Crystal version, but they were available in Gold and Silver. So I only need two of them. Uh, One point for each. Okay, so basically we're looking for, um, huh, so we're looking for, uh, level up or evolutions that can't happen in generation in crystal, but they happen in gold and silver. Not evolutions. Are they- These are just the lines. These are just the lines. Like the entire line is missing. Okay, oh. so it's version exclusive. So yes. Crystal is essentially what we're trying to figure out. Yes. What wasn't in crystal, but was all, was in both gold and silver. And it could be Generation 1 or 2 Pokemon? Uh, no, these are Generation 2 Pokemon. Specifically 2. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yes. Um, There's a long, wordy okay. question. Um. <clears throat> Shoot. I should remember all the Pokemon oh, that were like... What? Mm. Um, you also have the hint. Do you not forget? Yeah. I. I okay, I don't... I, Wait, can you not get Mareep? Isn't Mareep? Well, what's the question again? Because I'm getting really confused with okay, everything now. Okay, so, Dude, so, there, so there are three Generation 2 Pokemon lines, evolutionary families, okay. that are unavailable in Crystal version, but they are available in Gold and Silver. Okay. Okay. Evolution. Okay. So we know it's... Well, 
It's the whole line. It's gone. It's a version okay, so exclusive. It's not, so, it's not, so it has to evolve, essentially, what we also learned from the question. That's not true. Oh, it's not, it's not true. Okay, it's so just not, evolutionary line. It just means that okay. everything in that family has gone. So that could be a single evolution. That could be a middle, like a two stage or three stage. It could stage. be anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I also, God, I, have, I have a hint as well, if you would like it. Um, I got nothing on my dead. I think okay, okay. So, just just to clarify one more time, mm-hmm. these Pokemon do not have to be able to evolve, correct? They do not need to be able to, no. But so okay. they can. Okay, so I think that it's the Mareep line, and 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 uh, um uh 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 the fish line that turns into the. It has a split evolution. Uh, Octillery. Uh, Remorade doesn't have split evolution. Or Remorade. Remorade. Are those, are those your Remorade, final I'm answers? Pretty, I don't know about Remorade, to be honest. I'm pretty sure. We'll go with it. Okay. Yeah, let's do uh, Mareep line and Remorade line. That is correct on both accounts. Oh. Uh, Ma- yeah, boy. Mareep, Remoraid, and Girafferig were not available in Pokemon Crystal, um, but they were both they were available in both gold and silver. So good for you guys! You got four points so far. You got a perfect game going, and you haven't used the hint yet. So, because well, I always I always have uh, um, one of my favorite uh, Pokemon to run through in Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ampharos, uh, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find his butt anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's true. Ampharos Man is such a solid Pokemon. I love that Pokemon. Um, He's awesome. I name him. I always name him uh, um, uh, Bleat Pete because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it. that's an awesome name. I love it. All right, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue on the Celebi trend. Okay, one more question about Celebi because it's a big deal that we can catch it like with an event in a game, which is pretty big. Which is pretty big news. It's kind of removing its mythical status in somewhat of a way now that we have it readily available through like just replaying the game, just like Deoxys. But it's still going to be considered mythical. Uh, But I do want to know in Generation 3, because we couldn't transfer from Generation 2 to 3. Remember that? We were discussing that. What was Mm -hmm. the only way you can get Celebi without an event in, uh, in Gen 3 across all countries and everything? In Generation Three specifically, yes. Man, I have I have no freaking clue. Um, well, oh, um, was it? The only thing I can think of is Pokemon Box. Don't forget, you have the hint as well. You have the hint. Oh, I remember it now. Okay. Um, so we in Pokemon Coliseum. We got the bonus Jirachi. Japan got the bonus Celebi disc. That's how you can get it. That's the only way you can get it in Generation 3 other than an outside event. Unless that's, that's considered an event. I don't. I that is not, not considered an event. Okay, that's that's it then. Is that your it's final the bonus answer? Disc in Japan. Yep. I didn't I didn't play those games, so I'm... I'm, I'm I only remember because back in the day, was like, we got gypped on it. Because we got Jirachi, but they got Celebi. If that's your final answer, that is yeah. correct. You guys are doing really well. That's five questions correct, and you haven't used the hint. And like, I'm I think, like, I don't think that any of these were like specifically easy. Um, so, as always, you get the last question, which is the uh, the the base stack question. 
So I want to know out of all of the, uh, I want to know about defense because I'm looking this up right now and I want to know what, uh, what psychic type Pokemon has the highest base defense. Psychic type highest base defense. Yeah. Is this, mm. is this only in Gen 2? No, this is in all generations. This is just typical all generations. <laughs> and I just looked Deo- it up now. Oh, oh it's Deoxys. <laughs> Deoxys defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, like 180 base, or 150, 180 base defense. I don't think anything else is higher than that. Are we sure Shuckle doesn't have a It's a not higher... psychic type. Oh, oh duh. This is including um, everything. Legendaries, yeah. Mega Evolutions, well, everything. Well, we have the timer, I guess, but just in case. Because I can't think of any other Mega Evolution. They're newer po- Um... I can't remember what Lunala has. Oh, or Smother- Or Dawn Wings, or Dusk Wings, Necrozma, or Dawn- Oh, shoot. Um, I don't think it beats Deoxys, though. If anything, it gets close. Because I know Deoxys at least has 150. I'm probably just going to say Deoxys Defense, because I can't really... Because I think if anything, like, the Necrozma only gets, like, 130. There's no way it gets, like, 160. Is that your final answer, then? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, yeah. Defense Deoxys. You guys were doing so well, but unfortunately, that is incorrect. The answer is actually Mega Slowbro. Oh, I forgot Slowbro existed. Oh, man. So, I think 160 isn't it. Yeah, Deoxys is 160. Mega Slowbro is 180. 180. Damn it. So Mega Slowbro is the That's actual answer. Enough. So it's not good enough for a point, unfortunately, guys. I don't care. You guys, were doing, you guys were doing so well. You could have got perfect score. I was just like so sad. <laughs> Uh, but that that still gives you five points, which is better than typical. And that significantly changes up the standings. So let me type my numbers in here, and then I'm gonna go ahead and I am gonna I'm gonna sort this right now. So right now the standings are Sublime in first place with twelve points, Scrawn in second with ten, Bosephus and Basket are tied for third place with six, Snag and Shamu are tied for fifth place with five. Jushiro is in seventh place with three, and Mr. Maximus is in eighth with one. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. That is the answer to that question. All right. So that is going to be it for this week's edition of Puckles Pokey Quiz this week, guys. Hopefully you tune in next week for another. We are going to take a short break, and we're going to be right back at you with the topic. Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PuckoPodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pokolonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash PucklePodcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash PucklePodcast. And welcome to the topic. The topic this week is going to be Pokemon Crystal and how it changed Pokemon forever. Um, I think that's, that's that's like a grandiose title, but I, I really just wanted to kick off the discussion with the fact that Pokemon Crystal has been such like a monumentally changing game in Pokemon. And I, I, I think that I don't think that everybody knows that, 
Because if you think about your first third version game, you think of Pokemon Yellow, and everybody's like, well, Pokemon Yellow started that trend of third versions. Well, I, I would argue that that one was more of like a cash grab than anything else, just because that one's so wildly different than every other third version we've gotten, and Pokemon Crystal kind of set up what the third version is today. Because if you look at Pokemon Yellow version, you see um, you see just getting Pikachu as your starter, and you follow a very anime-esque pl- uh, path. And that's meh. Eh. But you can go ahead and play Pokemon Crystal and you could see a lot of very um, influential things in the world of Pokemon because we've never gotten another Pokemon Yellow ever again. Though a Pokemon Yellow remake would be really cool. Um, but I think one of the things that... One of the first things I think that Pokemon Crystal did that we actually didn't see for a while after Pokemon Crystal is moving sprites. I, I don't know if you guys remember that or not, but like... The first... Yeah, I remember they had like the like the mobile like kind of shifting around. Yeah, and... it, oh, I, yeah. It added a little bit of life. Fun fact: facing uh, ones that would actually move. The back facing ones didn't start moving until uh, Emerald. Yeah, Wait, did Emerald? Did... I don't think they moved in Emerald. Well, the back facing ones did. Maybe, but the uh, the front facing ones didn't move in Emerald. I know that. Yeah, they did. Did they? I don't think so. Because I don't think it in came Emerald. back until Gen Four. I I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um but it, like that's that's one thing that was huge. The other thing that was huge like incredibly influential in Crystal version that they released and I think it's forever something that we should we should recognize and like bow down to. Pokémon's first game where they asked you are you a boy or are you a girl? That was Pokémon Crystal. I remember that being a huge thing in the manga. The girl character is named Chris because of this and I, I don't know. Like that's that's incredibly influential, I think, as well, on the Pokemon series as a whole. And I know I, I think there's somebody in the email that talks about this actually, or somebody did. Somebody I I was talking to said that they couldn't really get into Pokemon until that happened because it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a a game that they felt they could actually play as because they were playing as some boy. But once they got to the option to play as a girl, they felt like they were incredibly, like, super, so much more immersed in the world. So I think, I, I honestly think that's just, like, one of the greatest pushes they've ever made in Pokemon. Just to be Yeah, able to... I think that... Oh, go ahead, Basket. I was going to say, I think it was a great addition. I think it was, it's super cool because it allows, you know, you want to be the Pokemon master, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I ever named my character uh ash or red or anything like that i always just named it after myself that's that's always been pokemon like that's the whole reason red never talked because it was supposed to be you speaking not red uh, it, it's yeah. it's the same thing they did in the video game design for the legend of zelda because even in ocarina of time link never speaks the only reason he goes ah! is uh because uh, they want you to they they want you to feel like you are the hero. You're the one doing it because they had the same intention for Zelda, but it just, I mean it doesn't work out as well because he's like an elf boy, and that that's a huge that's a huge thing. So I I honestly think just to be able to open it up to like fifty percent of the population and make them feel that much more immersed, like huge huge progress. Uh, other things that they did is this was the first third generation story that was based on like just another legendary, and honestly I think they picked Soikun just randomly. I think they're just like, man, if we put Ho-Oh on this box and then Saluki on this box, what should we put on this box? <laughs> and they're like, what else do we got? They probably, 
they probably also like looked at like a stone, possibly. So they might look at that and like that aspect, like mm-hmm. what material, like because we did gold, did silver. Those are both materials. They're not the material we can work with. Entei, like what other legendaries do we have? Celebi, you're probably not gonna get anything with Celebi. I I don't think Entei, yeah, Ryko are kind of hard. So we can you kind of have this like I guess you can make ice, so crystal kind maybe. Well, his head also kind of looks like a crystal, right? Like, yeah, he's got that hexagonal head. And that, I, I guess though, so. but it was just like a huge thing because every third version after that has some kind of legendary that it bases itself off of. Like you look at, you look at Emerald, it's based on Rayquaza. You look at Platinum, it's based off Giratina. You look at Black and White 2, that's based off Kyrim. You look at, um, we didn't get one in Gen 6 for Zygarde, poor Zygarde. Um, and then we've got one in Generation 7 where you just look at Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, you have Necrozma. And this this all started with with Pokemon Crystal, and it just it just blows my mind Pfft. that Pokemon Crystal just like set up so much tradition in what we're doing seeing moving forward. Mm-hmm. Because in addition to that, we also got um, the Trainer Tower, the Battle Tower in Crystal version as well. It, it was essentially like the first Battle Frontier, the first Battle Mason, where you go in and you you battle competitively against these like really hard sets and stuff like that. So that, it's just it just blows my mind. Blows my mind. I don't know. Like, is is there anything that sticks out in Crystal version in your guys' minds? Honestly, I have more memories of like Silver. Really? Not really Crystal. Like, yeah, what, are you, just, what are your particular memories? I'm just curious. Six Kingler. Six, oh my gosh! The please, level seventy six Kingler party. Please, it all had HMs. Please, please explain. <laughs> please explain. <laughs> I don't know why. But because it, it, it was the time of like cloning, I was a kid. I'm just like, I just had, I just ended up having six Kingler by the end of my game. They were all in their seventies, all with HMs. <laughs> so like, I had they all had pretty much the same moves. I think they both all had like surf and waterfall. Maybe one of them didn't. That's Most all. That's strength. all you need. Yeah, surf, waterfall, strength, rock smash. You don't need anything else. I think one of them maybe had whirlpool. I don't know. That's, but uh, that's too good. Yeah, they all they're just HM slaves. I'll always remember Crystal Version as this game I got when I was a kid when I was going to visit my aunt who was out in Colorado. She was, uh, it was just one of those things like, hey, you're like 10 years old. Here's a video game to keep you busy on the airplane. It was just one of those things. And so I always really enjoyed using that. And I have fond memories of just playing that when I was going across the country and stuff like that. It was, I don't know if you guys ever had experiences like that or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... Uh, Crystal was actually a Pokemon game that I owned. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I had played red and blue and yellow. Um, but normally it was me just, and this is horrible. I think I might have brought it up in the chat, or uh, not in the chat, but in the um, in the podcast before. Yeah, I, um, I think I but, remember something like this. Somebody told me they just like borrowed it constantly or something. Yeah, yeah. And what was worse about it was um, I would restart people's files. <laughs> I was horrible, man, because I wanted to play. And um, uh, yeah. I honestly, a couple times. I honestly, like, so it just gets worse as the generations go on for me. But like restarting people's files, like, like, I don't have a problem if you restart like my Gen 6 file now because I've moved all that stuff on, right? But like, yeah. So like, every generation is just worse if you like restart my file for like the current generation. That's like it's just increasing like how much I, I'll actually like do to you, like how much physical harm. 
because <laughs> because it's been so much that like so much work has gone into making getting all of those Pokemon there. Just like so like Gen 3, I probably wouldn't have cared so much because like th- like all of my Pokemon are all catchable in those games again, right? Though to be fair, yeah. like Gen 3 separated everything over like seven games and that's absolutely awful. Uh, though have you guys ever watched there's like this guy who does videos on YouTube and he does he did this video about um about how to catch all of the Pokemon in Generation 3, like how to get a living Dex in Generation 3. And Oh, so it'd be so obnoxious. Just cause you gotta go through costume and XD and just like perfect those essentially. So for him going through it, he like he like the video took twenty minutes because they did so much garbage to like spread these Pokemon. I don't think they did it intentionally. I think I think they went into Ruby and Sapphire and said two hundred Pokemon, and they realized that everybody was incredibly upset that you couldn't catch stuff like your uh, char your Charmanders and your Squirtles and stuff like that. And uh-huh. I don't think they did it intentionally. And then they're just like. And then people are just like, hey, where's my other 186 Pokemans? And yeah. you get this, uh, and then you get stuff where they're just like, oh, man, we should try to fix this. And they're just like, okay, well, we wanted to do a GameCube game anyway. Let's put a story in there. And they put Pokemon Coliseum. And then you get, like, I think, like, 40 or 50, like, Generation 2 Pokemon. And so, mm-hmm. like, that's all fine and dandy. And it's just like, well, why'd you do that? And they're like, well, we were planning on doing these releases for... Um, Leaf Green and Fire Red to remake the games, which is fine because what they noticed is with Gen 3, the sales numbers went down compared to Gen 2. And that's because, as you can imagine, between um, 2003 and 1996, or 2002 and 1996, you have like another generation of kids essentially, right, that want to play these yeah. games. And so they're like, well, maybe people didn't want to jump in Gen 3 because they didn't get to play the other games. And so let's do uh, Leaf Green and Fire Red to back that up. Uh, because then you, this game, these are the games that started it all. These are the games that made people want to play it to begin with. And, uh, we've talked about it on the show before, cause we did, we did the back in gen three episode a few episodes ago, but it was, uh, incredibly like poorly done because, uh, as I mentioned on the show before, they actually took the red and blue exclusive list and made it worse. Like Psyduck was an exclusive <laughs> and it's just like, what? Uh, granted you could catch Psyduck in like Ruby and Sapphire, so that's fine. But, um, they, they like made the exclusive list. I think there were like 13 or 14 exclusives between the two of them. And it's just disgusting. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. And you can't catch a number of Pokemon like that. So you actually need, I think, I think you need to complete that Pokedex. You need to beat Coliseum, uh, Ruby, Sapphire, and Leaf Green and Fire Red to be able to get everything. Um, I think you can get around without Colosseum if you also play Emerald. I think you get away without playing Colosseum. Though I would say play Colosseum. Uh, Colosseum's faster because thing it, is in, in Emerald you only get one starter. Uh, not even that, but in um, the only way to get Raikou, Entei, and Suicune without Colosseum is in Leaf Green and Fire Red at the end of the game after you beat the Elite yeah. Four. You can you only get stuff. one of them, and you have to beat the elite yeah. four, and it's based on what starter you pick. Yeah, so you have to play it's, through it's, them twice. Yeah, uh, not worth well, it. Well, you'd have to, no, well, worth no, you'd have to play through it three times. Well, yeah, but you yeah. have to like if you played Leaf Green and Fire. Yeah. Red. Oh yeah, if you did one of them, you have to be restarted once at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's important. It, it just blows my mind. But uh, <laughs> back to Crystal. <laughs> I don't know how I got there for a crystal because, I, oh, I was talking about how, like, restarting games wasn't horrible. 
Uh, but if you restart my uh, if you restart my moon right now, like I'll murder you, um, because a lot of the Pokemon on that cartridge are like they come from so far back now. Like some of them yeah. come from the original Ruby and Sapphire. What's even more important is back in Gen Four when they I said it. Oh my gosh, I didn't mean to say it, but I did. Uh, back in Gen Four, they started coming out. That's when like you could actually like go out to the events and stuff like that. They made it actually possible for you to do that, and. And so you have these events that you're going to, whether it be the, um, the, uh, what's it called? The, you go and get dark ride or something like that. And I still have that dark ride that like, I remember very vividly, like going to get with my friends because that was like right when Puckle started. And so me and the, the, uh, artist formerly known as professor Sycamore, um, went and we went to like the GameStop and we got the, we got the dark ride. I remember that being that was like the first like Wi-Fi event they did too, or like local wireless event they did like that. So we were super nervous going in there and like getting found out for playing Pokemon because, you know, we're 16 and stuff like that. <laughs> so, I mean, you do something like that and you get uh, it, it's just it's just hilarious. It's uh, it, but if you if you take that game right now, you literally just and you restart it. I will just murder you because like there's just so many Pokemon in there that have so many memories and. It's just, mind, I was like eight. Yeah, no, no, but but so, but <laughs> like they, honestly, they, like, honestly, if you like went from like five to eight or something like that. Honestly, if you went into my, if you went and took like my blue version or something and restarted it, I don't know that I'd be upset. Like when I was that age, <laughs> like compared, like yeah. compared to now, compared to now, I absolutely yeah. would not be upset. But back then, and everybody, everybody was basically playing casually at that point. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, uh, I mean, when I started, I didn't know how to catch Pokemon. Um, I, I think I restarted the game like seven times until like I finally understood the game mechanics and then I still ended up with like lady, level 88 Blastoise at the end of the game because I didn't use anything else. So it was uh, it was phenomenal. I don't I, I don't know. But like crystal version. This is what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> crystal version. And it's a uh, crystal version was good, though. Like the whole they did the story right there, actually, like with the with the Soikun thing. It was so recurring throughout because every time you ran into the Soikun, there was always you seen. Um, yeah. Which I thought was an odd choice for the name. Like they totally just took Soikun and like rearranged the letters and then took yeah. out the C somewhere. Um, and, but like um, it was uh, like that was story done right because it just happens like occasionally throughout the throughout the game. It's not like, oh, man. You got the seventh badge. Now here's all the plot. And like I miss yeah. I miss the games like that. I swear to God. This happens every single time. Like it's just like the formula they've run with. And it's just in my opinion, it's become a little stale. Mm-hmm. Like the whole like if they go back to like I just I just wish for like the next game, like the game on the Switch, they go back to Gen 2 and they sit there and they look at it and they go, okay. Harkold and Soul Silver are like our best selling games ever. And they go and they're just like, well, what did we do right there? And they're just like, oh, well, we scattered the plot throughout the game. And if you look at like Gen 4, like Gen, Gen, uh, I think Gen 3 is probably where that really started. Where they're just like, seventh badge, go catch Kyogre slash Groudon. And then you have Gen 4 where it's just like, seventh badge, go catch Palkia slash Dialga. Granted, Gen 5, like, diverged slightly, but it's just, like, after Gen, after 7th Badge, that's when, like, everything comes to a head and, like, the dragon is stolen and all this other nonsense. 
and then you have to go beat N and his Pokemon. So like it's it's slightly different. They they kind of diverge, but seventh seventh badge is when the plot starts, right? And yeah, yeah. Before it's just like, hey, you're gonna kind of like you're collecting badges, like randomly, like oh, you're Team Rocket. You're, like you're on your own journey, and then you discover these other. So you discover the story on your journey, essentially. Yeah, I I just like it's much more natural mm-hmm. and organic compared to here. Oh, you've gotten this far. Now you gotta do all the story stuff. I don't know. Maybe that works better for them, like statistically. Just for me, it doesn't. It's, it's. Kind of, I like both ways in a way because it's like mm-hmm. I do like. Or, it much, feel like it's a much better better story that way if you do it organically. But at the same time, you can just kind of shove it in there anyways, however you want it. I don't know. I mean, I think recently, like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon have shown that like they are capable of it. Like, yeah, I I think they they told a really good story with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. And I think that they could definitely go ahead and take that that skill of story writing and then move it to the uh, and then move it to like something like gold and silver. Like if they could just make those two things kiss right now, I think it would work. <laughs> I think it would work really well. Like like just take take crystal version and take ultra sun, ultra moon and make them kiss. And then we're good. <laughs> um, I, I would really, really enjoy something like that. I'd also I mean, I kind of hope we get a sequel at some point. Like, give me, a like, a sequel. Like, Black and White 2, I think, was done really well. Granted, it gave, gave them, like, some of the lowest sales numbers they've ever had. But I think that's just because Gen yeah. 5 was bad. Yeah, uh, it was because Gen 5 was bad in my It's like, honestly. Because Black and White 2 were good. Mm-hmm. They were good for, like, story-wise. I thought... I thought uh, they actually worked with what they had. But it was just, like, the fact that 5 was just garbage. I, I just think Black and White were just terrible, and people didn't like that. And then they're just yeah. like, well, why would I buy black and white too then? Right? Yeah. That's pretty much what it was, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I think I think that they would have made um that they would make another game like that. Because that was like the first divergence from like the crystal pattern. And then I feel like we reverted with Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. We took the crystal formula of like scatter sprinkle in some some new po some uh third Pokemon and same game. And that that was really disappointing. Like I would I would be lying if I was uh, if I wasn't like slightly disappointed about yeah, uh, no, about was... um, uh. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Like I, I'm definitely disappointed. I was hoping for more, and they gave me a little bit more, not much, but a little bit. Like yeah. I, I got to see Nanu be really scared by a Guzzlord, and that was about it. <laughs> and I don't know. I, I I don't know. Like Crystal Version did it well. It was the first one. And I feel like we haven't strayed too much from that path. And I think they they were talking about, I mean, not they, but like it was said by some podcast, and we mentioned this weeks ago, that the game on the Switch is supposed to go ahead and um, is, is supposed to shake things up, quote unquote. And if they want to do it, I think the way to do it is to kind of start straying from that crystal third version formula or just the story ver- formula they've had in the past, God knows how many years, 18 years. and. Uh-huh. Or after Golden's, maybe not 18, but like the past like 16, 15 years, just stray from that formula a little bit and give us something like a little bit different. Like sprinkle that, sprinkle that story in, man. Sprinkle that story in. <laughs> give me, give me some plot, like right out the gate. You know, you know what? Make my main goal instead of going to get all the badges, make my mission to go off on my Pokemon journey. Um, Like, let me get my starter Pokemon. And then all of a sudden, like plot happens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and then my, and then like the badges become the secondary quest. I feel like that would be fantastic. 
as opposed to like the primary quest. So, I mean, they kind of, they try to do that in black and white. All these things, as much as I hate on Gen 5, like, I just keep talking about like all these story ideas and they just come right back to it. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I like Gen 5. Um, uh, I thought that they were like the weakest starters. <laughs> oh, they were like, that was Gen, Gen 4 had some pretty, uh, like that turtle. I thought that was one of the stupidest things. Gen 4, the Turtwig? Are you kidding me? Oh, you're wrong. Um, I hated Turtwig. I thought he looked like a... Turtwig was incredible. Like like a turd wig. <laughs> I like all of them, but, um, to, to be honest. We gotta get that sound effect <laughs> in there. Um, But, I don't know. Like, I would agree with you. Like, the starters in Gen 5 were some weak sauce, man. Like... Oh, yeah, they were... They were Gen 5 was garbage for that. Like, they were, they were weak sauce. Um, Just because their stats distributions were awful, and... Like, it was also the third, like, fire fighting type we had in a row. Like, and then we, let's let's take a minute and just, just talk about Incineroar for a second. Like, how many meetings do you think they had where they discussed making it a fire fighting type? Like, they they had to have had meetings about that. Been like, yeah, we're consider- <laughs> yeah, I think the starter will be a fighting type as well as a fire type. And then they're just like, wait a second. I think people would hate that. And, <laughs> and yeah, that's true. Because it would be like, yeah, a majority of the fire starters just turn into fire fighting types, and that I mean, just please don't let that ever happen again. Like you've had your fill, you've had yeah. your fill. Well, no, uh, I think that's I think that's where we can leave it. You guys have any final thoughts? <laughs> um, oh, no. uh, uh, one really cool thing um, <clears throat> that uh, a uh, um, a nuzlocke. It was a randomizer nuzlocke. On uh, Gen Two, mm-hmm. uh, like basically the Pokemon that I could choose between were randomized as well. Yeah, Crobat, and I was like, "Well, I freaking love Crobat, so I'm gonna choose that." And I grabbed it, and it had uh, Leech Life and Supersonic and Screech. Yeah, because it's a Crobat. <laughs> I was like, "This is total trash." And then, um, well, because it was like level five. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then I actually found out like a somewhat viable, uh, I just was supersonic something and then screech the heck out of it. And then they just beat themselves up. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way to do it. It was like, it actually worked out really well. I beat like, uh, the first two gyms doing that. (laughs) It was like my star Pokemon and it didn't even attack. (laughs) Man, Gen and 2 then, was just, like, awful with some of those moves. Yeah, but it was it was cool because, like, uh, if I got three Screeches off and then I did a Leech Life, I could heal almost all my hit back. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, it's like, wow, this is actually awesome. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. Well, I think I think that's where we'll, we'll kick it off. Um, we're going to take a short break, guys. We're going to go to commercial. And we'll be right back with the Pokemon of the episode. So we'll catch you on the flip-flop. Come on down to Ethan's Beauty Salon. I'll take that mangy Growlithe you found on the side of Route 1 and turn it into a regular contest-ready Pokemon. I took a force of nature like Groudon and made it into a contest superstar. I could do anything. You can even make my Garboner pretty? Of course I can't. Don't be an idiot. I polish those rocks right, right up and make it beauty ready. Come on down. 
episode. And welcome back to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 181, Ampharos, the light Pokemon. Its Ultra Sun Pokedex entry says, the light from its tail can be seen from space. This is why you can always tell exactly where it is, which is why it usually keeps the light off. Wow, that sounds like some Break Brother stuff. Like, who's looking for that light, by the way? Like, I don't know. Also, if the light... <laughs> I'm just more or less imagining you're in space, and if every Ampharos had its light on... That would be so bright. If it's that bright, too, then, like, it actually wouldn't... I would, may as well say it's, like, daytime. That sounds awful. That uh, sounds awful. So, Ampharos had actually... what next choice for Deoxys. Yeah. <laughs> Ampharos, Ampharos is one of those lucky Pokemon that got a stat boost in Generation 6. It got a boosted defense stat from 75 to 85, however that's going to help it. Um, it also, in Generation 6, was one of the few, lucky few Pokemon that got a Mega Evolution. Because Mega Ampharos is a thing where you lose its speed, but then it gains like massive special attack and, um, and like decent defensive stats. And it becomes a Dragon-type because reasons. So Because they... Have to give it more weaknesses, jerks. Yeah, so Ampharos suffers from like the same thing as many uh, electro type Pokemon do, and that is the fact that it has like a very shallow move pool. It's like Jolteon. You really want Jolteon to be a thing, right? And then you're just like, wait a second, it learns like Signal Beam and Shadow Ball, and that's all, like outside of everything else. So Ampharos kind of suffers from the same thing. But it does get the access to Focus Blast, which is better than, I think, having access to Signal Beam. So um, Mega Mega Ampharos is definitely the way to play it. You can play it in... It's in the RU tier. Um, If you play just regular Ampharos, it's in the PU tier. But we're going to focus on the Mega Ampharos. Because you, I think I was looking at it, and I'm like, you can make a pretty decent team with Mega Ampharos. And I'm going to give you guys a core here, like right now. Oh, yeah. So... So Mega Ampharos can actually um, you just you just run max attack special attack max speed even though base forty five speed won't get you anywhere. I could definitely see you investing in some like HP bulk because it is a bulky Pokemon, but it does have some major weaknesses. One being to ground, another being to dragon, and another being to ice, and th- th- those are all a drag. Um, so we have those three weaknesses, and it was just like, well, let's think of some Pokemon that we can we can fix with that, right? Um, oh, and fairy, you're right, you're right, basket. Um, so. We have, uh, so I just gave you the spread. I would run it modest, absolutely. Maybe some bulk as opposed to some speed. Uh, Volt Switch is a really good move to gain momentum because you're definitely going last so you can get that slow switch, which is fantastic in this game. Dragon Pulse uh, for stab for dragon. Focus Blast, like I was mentioning earlier, I think that's a solid coverage move because you can hit steel types pretty hard as well as normal types and stuff like that. And Thunderbolt is a go-to move as well because it's Ampharos and it's got a base 165 special attack. You want to use that. So what would you partner Mega Ampharos with? We just mentioned, like, four weaknesses, right? What if I told you there was a Pokemon that could resist them all, Basket? You'd... Then uh, I'm going to build an OU team with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. So, so we're, we're already talking about, it's like, abysmal 45 speed stat. So it was, let's put all that HP. Let's put 252 in HP and 252 in special attack. Give it a zero IV in speed, right? Instead of making it modest, what's, the, what's plus special attack minus quiet? quiet. You want to yeah, run quiet. quiet. You run it quiet. And then what you do is you run it with Bronzong. Bronzong gets access to Trick Room. It's a Steel type, and it gets Levitate. So it it is immune to it is immune to uh, Ground. It resists Dragon. It resists Ice, and it resists Fairy. So all of those weaknesses of Mega Ampharos gone. 
It covers all of those defensively, and it can actually hit a lot of those Pokemon pretty hard, as well as setting up Trick Room, which would give you ac- give your Ampharos access to being a much faster Pokemon, right? Granted, in singles, yes. I don't think Trick Room is, like, a huge thing, but I think this is a great way to play it. If you also want to combine, like, more Ampharos stuff with this, I would even suggest Melodic. Melodic would work really, really well, because Melodic's weak to Grass and Electric, right? Well, what if I told you Ampharos is quad resistant to both uh, to uh, to electric and resist grass. So you've got yourself like a decent core there. Uh, they, these are all bulkier mons. They're all relatively slow and they'd be successful in a trick room team. So it's just poof blew your mind. You know, I, I think that that would be a really great way to competitively run Ampharos. I'm making this. I, I think you should, honestly. I mean, it's all <laughs> this all works in the RU tier. So, like, you could probably find, like, three more mods and actually play RU as opposed to playing OU. But you could also play OU and, like, win a couple games and lose all the rest. Uh, <laughs> because Lando T is out there on 50% of all teams, and he's going to destroy your Mega Ampharos. <laughs> However, there we were looking at cards in rotation, and uh, there is one Ampharos card in rotation from Steam Siege. And Basket affectionately told me uh, before this started, he goes, every Ampharos card is bad. Um, to which he, this is no exception. It is absolutely awful. I would, I think it, ha- it has, its ability has to do with like Pokemon EX, which aren't even relevant anymore. And it's, uh, its attack isn't good either. So uh, if you want to look at that, go for it. But it's not a meta relevant card whatsoever. Um so uh, Basket, though, said he had a story about Ampharos. Yeah, so um, it's so it's not so much of a uh, a story necessarily, um, but basically, I've been building a uh, um, a doubles trick room team with Mega Ampharos. Okay. Well, here you go. I just made it even better. <laughs> I actually, have a, <laughs> I actually have a blast playing it. Um, but um, uh, who knows? Maybe. Uh, Bronzong's the answer, man. On the on the OU ladder is a record for an Ampharos team. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there is a record. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't think anybody keeps track of that. I was I was joking, anyways. Okay. Far, but um, uh, basically, what I have on it, like, because I've had to switch a lot of crap around, um, is uh, so it's um site um ability static uh 252 hp and 252 special attack and then uh four special defense Mm -hmm. and it's quiet nature um ivs uh zero attack um and uh only one speed why the one speed just just out of curiosity um it's it was because i was trying to play around with uh um so basically um uh, Orangaroo, mm-hmm. right, as the trick room setter. Um, and it's to mess with um, speed because I'm running everybody at uh, zero speed. Pokemon are um, uh, so basically when you do uh, instruct of instruct, and depending on whether you're under trick room or not, um, you can do two different moves turn. Mm-hmm. Because if um do so like let's say you don't put trick room down, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then your your Hariyama uses um, close combat or something, right? Yeah. Next turn, if you're still not in Trick Room, you could um, uh, use Instruct for um, your uh, um, uh, Hariyama moves. Okay. Last move to the last Pokemon that you just did that to. Okay. It's Hariyama's turn, and you can choose to um, attack a different Pokemon with a separate attack. Okay, that makes sense. So um, it's it's kind of I mean it's kind of kind of a goofy thing, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's a lot. It's very interesting, and it can mess with people's minds sometimes. Yeah, I can, I just I can put, definitely see that. Yeah, I just put one speed on everybody. Um. Uh, it could potentially work out with most of them. Okay. Um, yeah, so then there's... Uh, um, uh, its attacks are Discharge, Dragon Pulse, Focus Blast, and Protect. Okay. I run it with a Torkoal. That makes sense. Um, that makes sense. And uh, those out there get um, Discharge going crazy with its super special attack. And then um, uh, have a uh, heat wave, depending on whether Torkoal's already damaged or not. Um, and Torkoal can actually move faster than my Ambrose. So. <laughs> that, I, I actually see that. Because, so, I mean, 45 I mean, speed is awful. Yeah, so um, um, he can use Eruption. And then directly after that, Ampharos uses Discharge. That makes sense. I that uh, makes sense. And then Torkoal goes heat wave afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I also um, like to pair him up with my uh, Hariyama as well because he's got a flame orb, so he'll already be burned. So yes, I will be doing damage um, with the discharge, but I won't be um, uh, paralyzing him. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. That's I. You can actually make that like a VGC team now too. By the way, like that's what I've been. That's that's what I've been trying to do. Um, and I'm thinking that uh, I might take your Bronzong advice and uh, put him in there instead of Celestela. Honestly, maybe yeah. With Celestela, I could see that. I mean, it'll give so, me a yeah. Because Celestela would be yeah. Celestela is weak to the electric. And yeah, and be... this is and so... it gives you more speed control in a way, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because no, you, get, you get another Trick Room user. Yeah, exactly, because if this team is not under Trick Room, there is no way Yeah, in you're, hell you're playing that, hard uh, Trick Room here. Oh, yeah, it's... Yeah, it... Yeah. Oh, man, that would be good. No other that would be good. Oh, man. All right, so is there any good trivia on Ampharos? I don't know. Um, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Ampharos is a Pokemon. It's probably based off a sheet. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's see. Oh, oh, oh! I have, I have, I actually have some uh, uh, trivia off of it, just off the top of my head. Okay. Um, originally, it was actually originally supposed to turn into a dragon type, and that was is it? why it's that's why its fur goes away. Really. That makes sense then. That makes sense. I actually see. I can. I can understand that. Um, like I don't know if it was supposed to be dual type, mm-hmm. but I know that it was supposed to be like 
um, at least have some connection with dragons. Honestly, that would have been really uh, cool. That would have been like the pre-fly gun. Yeah. That would have been really cool because then like it, it makes sense because uh, it just like progressively loses its fur. It does that. That'd be really cool. Uh, it is also based off of the uh, science fiction novel. Um, Do androids dream of electric sheep? Because it is an electric sheep, uh, electric sheep dragon. Um, and it is suggested that it was based off of a Chinese dragon as well in general, just because of its dragon typing when it turns into mega. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, those, those are the big things actually. And it, its name is Ampharos because, uh, the first four, three letters are amp for like electrical current and Pharos is actually Greek for lighthouse. Fun fact. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Neat. So we just shoved the two together, but cool. So that is going to be it for the Pokemon of the episode. If you want some more competitive knowledge, just drop by our Discord. We love to talk to you guys. Also, check out Battlecast if you haven't, where we talk about things like this. So we are going to kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. And as always, we will be giving out the 2018 Green Taurus badge to whoever wins. We reset it so that you have to re-earn it again. This one also comes with a role in the Discord server. So if you win it, you actually get a role in the Discord server so everybody knows you've won the Green Taurus badge. So let's uh, let's just dive in. Last week we asked you guys... Oh man, I forgot what the topic was. Um, <laughs> we asked you guys what you thought about something. And I've got the question right here. I'm totally prepared right now. Um, let's see. So we asked you guys, um, do, 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 not new life to Pokemon tournament. This was, oh, what were your thoughts about P sports? That's right. That's what we talked about last week. And so let's just dive on in. So our first email this week is from dark flame. Hello, Thatch and Co. This is dark flame. And this is my first mailbag response. Hope the weather in Lavender Town is warmer than here in Atlanta. But anywho, P-Sports. Um, well, other than having the name that will doom the show to the toilet from the go, Sublime's Pokey Esports is much better. I do think the theory is great. I would love to be able to participate in something like this. What better way to fulfill my childhood fantasies of beating the Elite Four and becoming champion of the world? But regardless, I do believe here in the West, the idea in the long run would be a poor choice for television. I, it would, in my opinion, only follow the Ninja Warrior and degrade into a comical show where episode after episode, you get people that only want to be on television and go against the Elite Four with a squad of Pikachu only to be obliterated in six turns. I agree with Thatch that a YouTube channel with YouTubers as the Elite Four members and commentators would be a great idea. Although I wouldn't completely avoid the crazed, attention-seeking person, that kind of thing would be lessened. Maybe a vetting system could be put in play where you... all. Also, where a player would meet a certain requirement in competitive battling in order to challenge the Elite Four. After all, in the game, you just don't go ahead to the Indigo Plateau from Pallet Town. I don't know. What do you all think? Hopefully, this is 
the first of many more emails from me, Dark Flame. Uh, actually, I think it's uh, I think it's not a bad idea, personally. Uh, what about you guys? I would think so because they used to have stuff like that before, like with really some gym challenges. Not for games, but for like TTG, I believe you had to like oh, yeah. get certain. Yeah, do the old gym challenge thing. Yeah, that's and I that's believe there's something at the top of that. So it's like that would be a better way to do it. Like you'd have to go to events and play oh. and earn points, and then if you get enough points, hey, you're qualified to be in the show if you want to. Yeah, like a like a like a it would miniature more of an incentive, like a different Pokemon circuit, but for like singles. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Then, that would add another that would add another circuit, more events, more stuff for them to promote. Yeah, more money. For you them could in the you long could run. like add a singles Just, circuit or something, which I think people would yeah. more than more than be happy to play in. Um, that's, exactly. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, that, that's really all we're missing. Really, I could feel like other than like Pokemon exists, kind of. Yeah. Um, TCG and VGC are the main ones, but then if you had singles, it's another video game one, so you can kind of combine VGC and this one, and I, or separate them up to you. It, I honestly think I don't know why they haven't. I don't think you could actually pull apart VGC and the. I, I don't think you could. I don't think you could like further divide it. So like, let me let me give you some references. So I'm going to the St. Louis Regional in uh, February in like three weeks, right? Yeah. And so I was. Like, they just put up the numbers for entry, so, like, you can keep track of how many people are entered in each division and everything, right? Yeah. So, for TCG, you have numbers of, like, you have, like, 500 people signed up for TCG, right? Mm-hmm. And for video game, you've got, like, 50. Like, five zero. That Like, that's it. Like, comparatively, so, imagine if, because, like, I'm one of those, I'm one of those 50 people that signed up, right? So, okay. if you think about if, if there was a single circuit that went along with that, Right. I I would leave the the double circuit like in a heartbeat because I am a much better singles player than I am a doubles player. And I, so I would go do that. And I feel like you would just end up split fracturing that even further so it would be like 25 and 25 rather than 50, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I I can see that being detrimental to the current Pokémon circuit. Just because I think the reason why Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, I think the reason why they don't have a singles one is singles is a lot longer of a game. Mm-hmm. Like the matches are way longer. I, I also don't think it's as balanced. Like if, cause what they did in the P sports, cause the first episode came out this past week and I, I took a look at it. They did battle spot singles. So that means you bring six, choose three. Yeah. And yeah. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do six on six. Mm-hmm. They would do six, six pick three. That's what they would do. They, I, I still don't think that's super balanced. In my opinion, no, because it's not balanced at all, because essentially one of the things you saw like immediately in that format was you saw like Naganadel, And I was just like, well, this is stupid. You're just going <laughs> to like you just brought Snowball. And so that was that one was stupid. But I, I mean, I could totally see it working in like some other sense. Like it would have to be started up as like a third party thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it would. Yeah. I don't think it would ever happen as a Pokemon thing. But maybe if somebody could somehow create some kind of like video game circuit for like a general audience with multiple different video games in it, they could include that. You know what I mean? And then I, yeah. I could see it kicking off that way. Uh, though I feel like then you get in some like hairy legal issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Only, uh, oh, go the for- same email. Hmm. Uh, basically, I think that um, I think the YouTube ideas like way better because the cost of putting something on television putting something on youtube especially since youtube has such a giant gaming community anyways oh yeah i think i think it i i agree i think that's fantastic fantastic idea 
I think YouTube is a much better place for that. Yeah. Uh, um, but I do, I mean, who knows? It could, it could go well in Japan, but I don't see it lasting like more than like, yeah, I, I don't see it. I don't think it's going to last that long if we do it. All right. Uh, Vagrant red is this next one. Who would, who would really like this one? I'll take it. Go for it. Basket. All righty. Greetings, Satch and Co. Last time I wrote in was about a year and a half ago when I brought up not having a computer because my wife's dog kicked, or sorry, knocked a BFC monster over the entire keyboard. <laughs> was a laptop. I believe you were all wondering how that happened. And, well, Bawa that got on the coffee table from the couch and jumped right into the can in excitement. That makes sense. Anywho. <laughs> Pokey sports sounds interesting. Definitely something I would watch as long as it wasn't labeled as P sports. Just no. And I can only see it coming to the States on the Nintendo YouTube channel or as Sublime Manic said, as a web series. The people that would be the Elite Four would have to be well known in the Pokemon community, and people would more than likely want a TCG. Because, you know, yeah. gotta keep it fair, even yeah. though it would be a nightmare. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. I think the Puckle community could build an Elite Four or a couple of Elite Fours due to the amount of people. And come on, how many Elite Fours are there really? Is a champion yearly based on battling tournament ending with a champion tournament? The Elite Four members would have to be wicked good at battling, actually trying to stop people from beating all four. And the gym battles we do and could be an additional t- or in addition to it. I know the idea needs work, but it's a start. Keep up the good work on the podcast. Always a good listen. Do that again. Vagrant Red. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Um, All right. So this next one is going to be from Rosemary the Chikorita. (laughs) Shamu, this one's all you, buddy. All right. Hey there, Satch and wonderful co-hosts. This is my first mailbag, which is a little strange since I've been listening for quite a while. I think towards the end of summer 2017, when I started. Anyway, before I get to the mailbag, I have a few things I want to talk about. So, last week I was dying for more podcast episodes from Puckle, and I knew I had to wait until Monday for it to come out. But then I realized that if I wanted more, I could jump onto Apple Podcasts and download something like 200 older Puckle episodes to listen to in the meantime. Unfortunately, I was disappointed to discover that the episodes only went back to about episode 120-ish. I knew you kept episode archive in the website, but when I tried, when I went to download Puckle's debut episode, the download wouldn't work. Oh well, not a problem. There's still a bunch of episodes I can listen to. Uh, is that supposed to be like that? Which I don't one? remember. Oh, the no. The first episode? Oh. Not able to be downloaded? Oh, yeah. No, no. I saw this email earlier this week, and I want to make a point. No, that's that's actually a legit mistake. Um, because what happened was I was trying out a new service for like the older episodes, and then I decided against it. And I'd never put the episode back up. This is the first person that's mentioned it like in like six months. <laughs> um, so I need to, uh, I will go ahead and fix that later this week. All right. Okay. So I'm still trying to play Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon right now. They've been taking it slowly this time around because I went through sun way too fast. I've given up on hiding from spoilers. So because it's been too long so far, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon is, the gr- is great though. Mantine surfing is amazing. It it is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have one question before I get to the mailbag. Is the official Puckle website chat box moved to Discord? 
Yes, yes it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Is it, is it only gone that like the chat box page? Uh, it, that- yeah. So it's so like the link to the there's a permanent invite link on the Discord page or on the chat box page. Okay. Um, that's what it seems like. On the chat page is a seemingly dead chat box that hasn't been posted in two months. I haven't signed up for Discord yet, but I think I will eventually. You should. It, it's worth yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, kind of fun. It's worth it, dog. That surprises me that someone posted in there two months ago. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what's really funny. I'm surprised it's not gone yet. So, like. so, like, every once in a while, Gator and I um, will, like, get together and we'll, like, talk about stats and stuff like that, about what's going on. And so we were looking at the website stats, uh, I think, back in December. And he's just like, he's just like, here's the website stats. And he goes, can you tell when we went to Discord? <laughs> and he's like, because around, uh, around March when we went to Discord this year, last year. You just see this like giant drop off of people going to the chat page, hmm. and it's it's hilarious. But Discord was definitely a way a, a good way to go, so I don't regret that decision one bit. <laughs> All right, finally, here's a mailbag. You asked what I thought about PSports. Well, PSports is an incredibly ridiculous name. Come on, Pokemon Company. PokeSports totally should have been the name. Well, it does come to the we- well. Well, if it does come to the West, it should definitely get a name change. Honestly, I think you could. I think you guys, t- wait, oh, you guys totally should build a Puckle Elite 4. That would be pretty cool. We kind of have the gym challenge during summer, which is yeah. essentially yeah. what that is. And we wouldn't really do it multiple times a year. It's a lot of work just for summer. Yeah. And so actually I got asked this by, uh, I got asked this this past week from Claude nine on the server. He was, uh, he asked me like, Hey, you guys were talking about this Puckle Elite 4. Like how much work would it be to add it to the, uh, the, summer league right so we already do like gym leaders and stuff and so i was just like like it's really difficult to just get the people for the summer league and on top of that if you have an elite four you have to have them more readily available than the gym leaders already are and i'd say probably about like 90 percent of the people who are gym leaders uh would not be available for that that's including myself uh yeah because like and so like getting people for that time availability time, that's a lot. yeah that's a lot because yeah that's way more time because you have to be readily available if somebody has all the badges because you feel like you have a sense of commitment at that point yeah right? and so that one so i i think we're going to keep things the way it is just for just for now unless somebody's just like hey i'll do this full-time forever and i'm good at pokemon um <laughs> so until then probably not yeah and lastly i want to thank you for making such a one making such wonderful content that content that keeps me hooked every week none of my friends play pokemon so i'm excited to finally join discord and really get more into the community hopefully hopefully unless things keep getting er eh, hopefully unless life keeps getting in the way until next time rosemary the chikorita oh right uh, um okay so i think i'm gonna do one more and that's uh because so many people send in emails this week uh but we only have time for so many so one more. This one is going to be from Greedy Grubbin. A wild Grubbin appeared. Puckle used friendly welcome. Grubbin used thief. Grubbin stole all of Puckle's pokey beans. Puckle fled. <laughs> Greetings, Puckalonians. Greedy Grubbin here. First time riding into the mailbag. So what do I think about the Snicker Peace Sports? Well, it's an interesting idea. I'd like to see Pokemon being taken seriously by the eSport community, but with a name like P-Sports, this might be a hard sell. However, I don't want it to turn into a game that's hard to get into competitively. Being friendly to newcomers is a must. I think Pokemon's always been like that, personally. Um, if something similar was released in the West, I would definitely watch it. I feel like I feel that the idea of a web series is a good one. If anyone needs an Elite Four member, you know who to ask. 
In other news, the 2018 Legendary distribution was announced, which really excites me. Why? Getting Legendary pokes? No. The new amazing art that has come with them. Top class. Anyway, I have the po- pokey beans to guzzle. Being a grubbin is such hard work. Peace out, the greedy grubbin. Um, all right, so I'm just going to end it there. We had so many more emails this week. Uh, thank you to you guys for writing in. Um, you should be getting responses from me this week about these emails because I want to make sure it's part of my New Year's resolution that everybody who isn't read on the show actually does get some kind of like acknowledgement that they sent it in and that I read it because I do read all of these emails. So uh, out of the four we read, though, guys, who would you say you think deserves the green Tauros badge? Um, I actually liked Rosemary. Rosemary, I liked her, her she, email. She had a nice email. What about what about you, Basket? I have to agree. Rosemary the Chikorita. Rosemary the I Chikorita. Okay, so she. Assuming it's a she. Okay, so this is perfect because she hasn't signed up for the Discord yet, right? So, mm-hmm. so Rosemary the Chikorita, you need to sign up for the Discord because you've won the the 2018 Green Toros badge roll, and you need to get that on the Discord server like now. So, <laughs> as soon as you sign up for the Discord server, just send Thatch a PM. That Thatch is also me. Um, and you can go ahead and get that Discord role. I will go ahead and add it to you. You get, you get People will know who you are. They'll talk to you about your awesome email. It'll be fantastic. And so next time on the Puckle Podcast, if you would like to email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, first of all, you can send us any questions, comments, um, please not many expressions of outrage um, to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. You can send those right there. Uh, we also have our mailbag question for next week, uh, which is what is your favorite thing about Pokemon Crystal and why um, or in, what did you who did you start with in Pokemon Crystal if you bought it? That's the next question. So definitely send those in to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to get more Puckly goodness, you can check out all of our socials. Links to those are in the show notes as well as on our website, PucklePodcast.com. If you haven't already, definitely check out our Twitch. Uh, I stream on Thursdays. Yushiro is now streaming on Mondays and Saturdays. He's streaming TCG. I'm streaming video game, typically viewer battles if I can get them. And we will also be doing uh, other things. Gron and Shamu are in there in the week as well. We're working on a more solidified Twitch schedule. You can see the Twitch schedule also in the show notes. And finally, if you would like to hook up Puckle with a couple extra jingly jangles or money, if you would like to support us financially, never necessary, but always welcome, you can go to, first of all, Public. We have a link to our store in the in the show notes. Anything you buy there will help Puckle out financially. Uh, we really appreciate it. There's a lot of cool shirts there, not just from us, but from other artists as well. We uh, would appreciate the support. If you would like to support Puckle more directly, you can check out our Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash the Puckle, or no, not the, patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. And this month we are, or the month of February, we are doing a promotion where if you are a patron at any level, you can get all of the $10 rewards. And this month you will be getting a TCG card along with those rewards as well, a Puckle TCG card. Um, so it's a custom TCG card. And if you would like to vote on which of your favorite co-hosts gets to be on that TCG card, you can go ahead and do that. That vote closes on the 31st of January, so you have to be a patron by then. As little as a dollar gets you into that, though. So definitely consider donating to Puckle. We would really appreciate your support. Um, aside from that, I think that's everything. Um, so here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Shamu. I'm Basket. And it's closing time.
as always, here in the Puckle Podcast, we'd like to thank all of our patrons for making the show possible. So thank you to Dark Flame, Regal Superior, Dr. Shamu, Ten Little Men, Duly Noted, Jonathan, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Locke, Mongo87, Snag, Jushiro, Posifus, Alviron, Seth Vilo, Minor Minetric, Greninjas in Paris, Claude9, Chris Dexio, John... R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Jestern, The Golden Klefki, Uncle Oshawott, Matthew, Trevor, TJ, Ryuse, uh, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Richard, Daniel, Traby, Greg, Alec, Christopher, Ozzy, Alex, Kenneth, The British Gent, Victor, Rotted Mushroom, Beaverla, Chris, David, Alexander, Thomas, Jedi DJ, Antonio, Ibrahim, Travis, Matthew, and... The Real EV. As always, guys, thank you for your support. And remember that if you sign up next month, you can get all of those $10 perks. And until the 31st, you will be able to go ahead and get in on the vote for which TCG card will be given away. So I'll catch you guys next week on the Flip Flop. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.